Sports Day, live from the Toolkit Depot Studios at Optus Stadium. For Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. Great to have your company. This is Sports Day with Peter Vlahos, and I'm broadcasting from our commentary position here at Optus Stadium. It is the cool toolkit depot studios here at Optus Stadium, and uh, they are preparing for the big one. It's the top of the table BBL clash between the Perth Scorchers and the Sydney Thunder. Should be an absolute beauty tonight. Looking forward to bringing it to you. I'll be joined at the microphone by Brad Hogg and as well the injured uh, Perth Scorchers star in Mitch Marsh. Top of the table, as I mentioned, the Scorchers sitting at 5-1. and one. The Thunder, after being rolled for 15 earlier in the tournament, have won their last three matches. And when you look at the two lineups, I suppose man for man, pound for pound, the Sydney Thunder probably have the better batting lineup, and the Perth Scorchers have certainly shown here at Optus Stadium that they have the better bowling lineup. So it should be a, a, an enthralling game. Gets underway at 6.15. And just prior to that, we will bring you plenty here on Sports Day right through until 6 o'clock. Joining me is the $3 million man, Cameron Green, is going to pop into our toolkit depot studio here at Optus Stadium. He's going to have a chat with me. I'm going to ask him questions as... What's it like to be a $3.15 million man? I'm just wondering if he's still pinching himself. That is exactly what he said when he got picked up in the IPL auction. And, of course, at the Mumbai Indians, he'll be playing alongside fellow West Aussies, Tim David, Jason Berendorf, Jai Richardson. They're all there. So Cam Green, my uh, feature special guest here in the Optus Stadium Toolkit Depot Studio coming up a bit later on. Of course, we're here for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. And you can join us anytime on the Temper at Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Bedshed are the experts in Temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. And you can check their range out of Temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. The test match today, it was a frustrating opening day to the third test at the SCG. Uh, the elements were there. A bit of rain. It was on. It was off. And in the end, Australia ended day one at two for 147. Marnus Labuschagne was dismissed by Anrik Nokia in the last ball after a brief four-over spell between delays for bad light and rain as the weather, as I mentioned, played havoc on day one of the final test against South Africa in gloomy Sydney. So the Australians, two for 147. Usman Khawaj is there. He's not out 54, and he's joined at the crease. He's only faced... Uh, in fact, he hasn't faced a ball. He's only been at the non-striker's end for a couple of minutes before they had to leave. Uh, Steve Smith is not, not out. The two men out, Dave Warner for 10, and Marnus Labuschagne for 79. And Anrich Nokia has both wickets. He's got two for 26. Uh, and we're going to speak more about the opening day's play in that third test with Bharat Sundarayson, the SEN cricket commentator, in just a tick. But let's just update sport for tyre power. Buy three and get one free on selected Falcon all-terrain tyres at your local tyre power dealer. And as well, happening in sport today, Cristiano Ronaldo said he was approached to play football in this country. 
after his messy exit from Manchester United, but ultimately joined Al Nasser in the Saudi Arabian League instead. He said he turned down many clubs around the world to compete. Uh, one of the most surprising transfers in the sport's history, which could reportedly earn him up to around about $31 million a year, the biggest football salary in football history. Uh, by the way, Ash Barty will be back at Melbourne Park this month. Not to play, but she'll be mentoring another tennis super talent with her own big Australian Open dreams. Barty announced in November, as we know, that she'd be returning to the scene of a momentous 2022 Open Triumph. Uh, but the fellow Queensland prodigy Olivia Gadecki is chuffed to reveal that the retired superstar will be in her corner for the 20-year-old's much-anticipated Open debut after being handed a wildcard entry into the season's first Grand Slam. And it's interesting also that two-time champion Boris Becker will be working again in tennis. He'll be working for German television company Eurosport during the Australian Open just weeks after leaving prison. But he won't be in Australia. He'll be broadcasting from Munich. So there you go, Boris Becker. That update for sport, all thanks to Tire Power. Buy three and get one free on selected Falcon all-terrain tyres at your local Tire Power dealer. Well, last night in the BBL, the Melbourne Renegades won by 33 ones in the Melbourne Derby over the Melbourne Stars, who are having a pretty horrific BBL 12 campaign. But it was highlighted by the man-cat attempt by Adam Zampa of the Melbourne Stars. He is the skipper. This is how it happened, as called on SEN by Sam Hargraves and Bryce McGain last night. Tom Rogers knows his role. He, he just pushed for two straight away. He just wants to get Mac Harvey to face as many balls as he can this over. Oh, dear. Oh, it's a man-cat. Listen to the booze. Zampa has taken the bales off with Rogers. He took off early. Walking down at the non-strikers. And they're going to review it just to get even more drama to this. Fully legal as we know now in cricket. No warning is required. So that he's just checking what they're challenging here. And Jerry Abuda's right whether he got into the bowling action and whether he's moved his arm through the bowling action and then gone and taken the stumps. He can't move into his bowling action because that's a trigger that the non-striker can go. So he's there. Does he follow through? He does go over. So he's gone past the point of delivery and then gone back. This will be not out on the man-cat. This is not out. You can't do it that way. You cannot get into your bowling action. Brilliant explanation and observation from Bryce McGain. Not out is the call. The drama intensifies. The stakes become a little higher and the tensions flare. Rogers is having a real piece verbally of Zampa. Running out of the crease before I bowled it to his advantage. I bowled a good ball to Mackenzie Harvey, which probably should have been one if he hadn't done that. So, um, yeah, I guess he used that to his advantage. So, yeah, I thought, well, that ball, if he doesn't want to be on strike, then I'll make it a bit easier for him. Did you know the rule about the arm going past the vertical? No, I didn't know the rule. I thought the rule was actually if you had let the ball go. But obviously, if you hadn't let the ball go, then... I had assumed that the batter would still have to be in the crease, but apparently it's if you've finished your action and they can assume that you've bowled the ball, then they're allowed to leave the crease. So, yeah. 
So Adam Zampa there on the man cat attempt uh, after the match last night at the press conference uh, certainly uh, overshadowed the Melbourne Renegades win by 33 runs over the Stars. By the way, the Melbourne Renegades batted first, made 741, and the Stars in reply could only muster nine for 108. So uh, there is a game currently underway. It is the uh, Brisbane Heat who are struggling a bit this season. They're taking on the Sydney Sixers. And at the moment, the Heat in the 12th over are six for 122. Six for 122. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break here on Sports Day with Peter Vlahos, all thanks to the Kia and their seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. We'll wrap up day one of the third and final cricket test between Australia and South Africa from the SCG. That's coming up next here, live from the Toolkit Depot studio at Optus Stadium. Welcome to Sports Day. Peter Vlahos with you live from Optus Stadium ahead of the BBL match between the Scorchers and also the Sydney Thunder. Looking forward to being joined in the commentary box with Brad Hogg and Mitch Marsh. But first, let's go to Sydney on a frustrating day. Australia ended day one at two for 147 after winning the toss and electing to bat. Rain intervene. Uh, he's a very busy man. We've got him from a short period of time. It's Barat Sandarace and the SEN Cricket Commentators. Barat, thanks for your time. No worries at all, Peter. Yeah, I, I, I am sorry. I, I'm just heading for dinner, but... Uh, That's all right, Barat. Exactly you can, you was, can explain yeah. everything in a short period of time. Frustration <laughs> would have been the, one of the major words used today. Uh, absolutely. And uh, it wasn't like, see, the downpour was expected. It is a city test after all, Peter. So you always expect there to be rain. But uh, I think a couple of times where... Uh, Play was called off for bad light. Uh, kind of, you know, summed up where uh, cricket can be that annoying sport where you think that everything's set up nicely uh, and you know you're going to lose a lot of play anyway because of rain, uh, but then you unfortunately can't continue because the umpires have deemed it to be uh, a bit too dark. And, and, and yeah, it was one of those uh, up and down days. Whenever you thought the game would pick up, you know, you were taken off, or players were taken off the field. Mm. Only 47 overs were bowled. But before the game, the big story is Matt Renshaw, who was recalled to the test team for the first time since 2018 and tested positive for COVID, but he's been allowed to play on. What's the latest with Matt Renshaw? Uh, I know, bizarre scenes, uh, because uh, as we know now, uh, he was fine. He, I, I did see him in the nets this morning. He did his warm-ups with the rest of the batting group. Uh, and then, of course, at the toss, uh, he is announced in the playing 11 as big test recall. Uh, and then, you know, he just complains to the team doctor about having some hay fever. One RAT test or uh, later, uh, he has COVID. And uh, as we saw, he was uh, sent to detention, it felt like. He was uh, isolated from the rest of the team. Uh, but he seemed okay. He had a big smile on his face. He was walking around, I saw. Uh, uh, the ground even later in the day. So uh, at the moment, he should be fine to continue. Uh, hopefully, you know, his symptoms don't uh, deteriorate from uh, this point on and uh, he is available to, uh, you know, have a bat tomorrow at some point. Okay, so he will be able to bat because there will be some distance between he and certainly the other players uh, that will be on the field. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, according to the rule change uh, a few months ago, uh, you can continue playing um, uh, the match even if you have tested positive. But, of course, you have to uh, you won't be part of the dressing room. You won't be in the dressing room. And, of course, nobody's going to be giving you high fives uh, if a wicket has fallen. Tell us about the batting today. It was mainly highlighted by Usman Khawaja, who's still there, 54, not out. But Manus Labashain lost his wicket just prior to stumps. And from all reports, in somewhat controversial circumstances, and he would have been a frustrated batsman because there was a century there for the beckoning. Oh, very much so. He batted beautifully, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it wasn't an easy pitch to start on. It was a little tacky, uh, as it was expected to be. Uh, but he really found some wonderful rhythm in the middle session, scored very quickly, uh, and looked well on his way to 100. And then the whole controversial catch uh, uh, issue happens where South Africa think they've uh, you know hung on to a catch safely or cleanly uh, uh, in the slips, but uh, Manas isn't convinced, and after what felt like 170 replays, uh, the third umpire, uh, you know, rules it not out. Uh, the South Africans aren't happy, but uh, Manas is very happy to continue. And then the break for bad life. He comes back for what was just, what, a 15-20 minute period. He gets out of the uh, to a snorter from Andrik Nokia. Uh, he walks off, Steve Smith walks in, and the umpires say bad light again. So he would have been very annoyed. If, if only it had happened a ball earlier and he was still out there and well within reach of what was a deserved 100. Couple of final questions. Ashton Agar gets his opportunity, almost a forgotten man of test cricket. Uh, he's back, and no doubt he'll play a very important part for Australia, particularly possibly on day four and five. Uh, yeah, it's not often that uh, you make a test recall, uh, especially a player who debuted before the chief selector who's brought him back uh, you know, uh, gets gets to get, gets a second go at test cricket, like Ashton Agar is, because he played test cricket before George Bailey did. Uh, and his numbers aren't great in first-class cricket, but clearly he's been identified as the second spinner that Australia want to bank on, even for that India tour. Um, so really looking forward to seeing how... Uh, he goes when he gets his turn uh, because there is there is some assistance for the spinners already. We saw Simon Hammer bowl well for South Africa. So uh, Nathan Lyon will be very happy to have support at the other end. And finally, the forecast for tomorrow isn't uh, promising as well. They're expecting somewhere between 2 and 15 mils of rain. It might almost be a bit of a replica of today. Uh, Australia, two for 147. We are fairly satisfied. I gather South Africa's onus will be to try and snare some quick wickets on what is, as you mentioned, a fairly tacky wicket. Oh, very much so. And, yeah, the forecast doesn't look very good for tomorrow. Uh, it looks worse than what it was today. So I don't know how much cricket we'll get, uh, but whatever cricket we get, South Africa will, like you said, they will, they will need wickets. Because already on a pitch which is beginning to show signs of... Uh, uh, you know, breaking up. Australia have got enough, not enough runs, but a decent number of runs. And with Steve Smith and, and an extended batting lineup as well, Ashton Agar batting at eight, uh, you'd think uh, even if they get 200 runs more from here, they are well ahead or well in uh, front of this game. So if South Africa don't take early wickets, wherever play starts tomorrow, uh, they could be playing catch-up once more. Good on you, Barat. Thanks for joining us and giving us a nice snapshot on day one of the third and final test between Australia and South Africa. We'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Anytime. Have a great evening and Happy New Year.
There, thank you very much, Brad, and to you and the SEN cricket commentary team. Yes, the forecast for Sydney tomorrow, by the way, is showers easing, expecting 2 to 15 mils. But the saving grace is that most likely a lot of that rain activity will be in the early morning, and there may be a chance of a thunderstorm in the morning as well. So you think predominantly uh, from when play gets underway, uh, particularly during the afternoon, that it should be all right pending any bad light. So hopefully we get a bit more than that. What they got today, only 47 overs were bowled today. Just in the NBL, the Perth Wildcats, if you are unaware, because this time of the year you can be excused for thinking that you may have missed something with so much activity happening around the festive uh, season. The Wildcats were down in the land of the long white cloud. They took on the New Zealand Breakers and unfortunately were beaten 97 to 94. 97 to 94. And then they return home and they've got a game at the RAC Arena on January the 10th. Of course, they can't get on the RAC Arena at the moment because we've got the United Cup. And by the way, we'll bring you up to date with that because the final, the Perth final is underway currently between Greece and Croatia. Croatia took the women's singles. Stefanov Tsitsipas uh, took the men's singles for Greece in three sets. So it sits at one rubber apiece. We'll bring you up to date on how the United Cup is going uh, during the course of Sports Day. Also joining us very shortly here in the Toolkit Depot studios at Optus Stadium is Cameron Green, the $3 million man, as we've mentioned, picked up in the IPL. But also I'll talk to him about his Boxing Day experience. Of course, made a half century and then took five for 27. Uh, his first five-wicket haul after 18 test matches in test cricket. Also find out how that fracture on his right index finger is coming on. So Cameron Green is going to join us here in the commentary position very shortly here on Sports Day, where it's 21 past five. You're with Peter Vlahos. And the other big story, and I mentioned it yesterday, regarding the NFL star Damar Hamlin, who collapsed. Uh, now, Dr. Chris Labos, who's a, a man that is right across this in the NFL, has explained the situation and where Damar currently sits, or Danmar, uh, Damar, I should say, currently sits after, of course, collapsing on the NFL field uh, just over 24 hours ago. Here he is. But when you have a young, otherwise healthy player who collapses with no heartbeat because of a blow to the chest, there's really one diagnosis that comes to mind, and this is the presumption, is that he suffered what's called commotio cordis. And it is essentially that. It is when you get a blow to the chest of sufficient velocity, sufficient speed, sufficient power, and at the exact right moment in the cardiac cycle that it can trigger an arrhythmia because when someone collapses and has no heartbeat it is usually because there's an arrhythmia that makes it that the heart is not beating and when your heart is not beating you have no blood flow to your organs you have no pulse you have no blood pressure that's why people collapse and if his heart rhythm was able to be reset with the defibrillator that the paramedics had used then that just you know further confirms that that's exactly what happened i mean this is a, a, it's a shocking thing to witness it's a shocking thing when it happens and it is exceedingly rare because the window of time in which your heart is vulnerable to this type of trauma is actually measured in milliseconds i mean there's a lot of football there's a lot of baseball there are a lot of competitive and contact sports that are played in the u.s and canada and around the world every year and we don't see commotional quarters very often since the U.S. registry for this disease was uh, put in place in the early 90s. There's been, you know, under 300 cases over the past 
30 or some years. So this is not a, a common condition. Its rarity is, is sort of dictated by the fact that basically a number of things have to go wrong. You have to have the right blow in the right place at the right time. And it's just incredible bad luck that, that it happened to, uh, to Hamlin. Yeah, so there you go. That's uh, Dr. Chris Labos just explaining exactly what transpired. Very interesting indeed. Of course, uh, he made a routine tackle on the Bengal star T. Higgins with the two appearing to clash helmets in the hit. And the 24-year-old got back to his feet momentarily before stumbling and falling, falling flat on his back on the turf. So uh, that's the latest, and we're hoping, no doubt, for a speedy recovery with no long-term effects there for Damar Hamlin. We're going to take a break. As I said, Cameron Green's going to join us in just a while here in the Toolkit Depot studio here at Optus Stadium. You can hear the music in the background. The Perth Scorchers are just below us getting ready for their top-of-the-table clash against the Sydney Thunder. The Thunder just playing with a soccer ball just to my right. And we're expecting a, a bumper crowd on what's going to be a balmy night here at Optus Stadium. So uh, Big Bash Nation from 6 o'clock tonight around the SEN network. But this is Sports Day. It's all thanks to Kia and the seven-seat Kia Sorento Large SUV. You're with Peter Vlahos, back with more in a moment. It's 25 past five. It's just directly below us uh, is Ashton Turner, the captain of the uh, Perth Scorchers. have had uh, all the players in a nice huddle uh, and uh, he was just addressing them, uh, just telling them what's required tonight. We haven't got the starting 11 or the 11 that will play for the Scorchers tonight as yet and we'll bring you that team as soon as it comes to hand. In fact, Ashton Turner is now heading over to conduct the uh, bat flip. Uh, and we we'll can see exactly who wins that uh, between Ashton Turner and, of course, uh, uh, the captain of the Thunder being Chris Green. So we'll just follow that. By the way, a 35.5 degrees was the maximum today. If you felt uh, a bit hot, we were expecting 36. So we just fell 0.5 of a degree shy of that, 35.5 at 340. Currently, if you're heading... On your way here up to stadium, we're sitting on 34.8 degrees. The forecast for tomorrow, by the way, an expected top of 38 degrees. It'll dip to 22 degrees uh, overnight. We'll have those gusty easterlies prevailing 25 to 40 knots before they start moderating during the course of the day. And we might, because we haven't had it in the last couple of days, we might even get a bit of a, a sea breeze come late in the afternoon. But it's going to be a bit hotter tomorrow. Top of 38 degrees, dropping to a low of 22 overnight. If you haven't caught the Wildcats, they were beaten by three points early today, 97 to 94. Just wondering if we can go down at ground level and check with the bat flip. Ryan Daniels from seven with the respective captains. The call is flats and it is roofs. So Ashton Turner, you get the call. What are you going to do? Oh, we're going to bat first. Um, haven't won a toss for a couple of games, so we've sort of tested ourselves with the bat chasing and we've been able to do that successfully. But I think for a long period of time now, we've sort of backed our bowlers to defend a total and hopefully we'll do that again tonight. Now we're told this pitch is a belter. Do you agree with that? A lot of runs tonight, hopefully? 
I think we've been really fortunate playing here at Perth Stadium. We've had great batting wickets for a number of years now. I know this is a new wicket that hasn't been used before, so um, this looks like some nice grass covering and hopefully we'll get some pace and bounce. And lastly, what can you tell us about the team? What are the changes? One change tonight, Aaron Hardy's having a rest and Matt Kelly comes in. Okay, brilliant. Good luck tonight. Thank you, Ashton. And Chris, I'll just get you to jump over for a minute. So what are your thoughts on, on how the flip went? I lost it. <laughs> um, no, look, I take Ashton's word. It does look like a good wicket. Um, coming here, it's either a really good wicket or there's a bit in it with the fast bowlers. So I think if I wanted, I was probably going to bowl. But um, okay. I think it's going to be a really good cricket wicket. Well, that's everybody gets what they want, Steve. What can you tell us about your team? You've got a debutante tonight for the Thunder? Yeah, one change. Uh, Daniel Sams is having a rest tonight and uh, Joel Davies make his, makes his debut. So we've got two Davies tonight. Fantastic. Good luck tonight, mate. Thank you very much. So, so there you have it. There you the go. Uh, Ryan Daniels there with the respective captain. So the bat flip won by Ashton Turner, the uh, captain of the Perth Scorchers, and they have decided to bat first on what has been a very good wicket for the BBL here at Optus Stadium this season. One change, as you heard, Aaron Hardy has been given a bit of uh, time off. He's having a rest tonight. Matt Kelly has... Uh, given another opportunity. He was squeezed out of the side in the last couple of games or two or three games because they've brought in the spinner, Peter Hatsoglu. Uh, for the Thunder, on the other hand, as you heard, uh, Daniel Sams is also being given a bit of a rest and Joel Davies is coming in. So there's a couple of Davies. Oliver Davies and Joel Davies. Great for a broadcaster when you've got two players with the same surname. But we'll get through that and we'll identify them for you. All right, speaking about the BBL, as we know, just the other day, the brand-new 7 Foxtel KO rights deal was signed off by Cricket Australia. That'll take them through till the 2030 31 season. It is a significant deal. But one of the stipulations is that there won't be 14 games per side of BBL action. In fact, the BBL will be reduced in relation to the number of games. And I think that's a welcome uh, addition to the BBL from many people who just have been saying for the last two or three seasons that it's a fraction too long. This is what Nick Hockley, the CEO of Cricket Australia, had to say about the reduction of matches in the BBL going forward. I think we've been listening to the fans, we've been listening to the players and I mean I think we're seeing it this year with the, with the BBL. It's prime time nights right in the heart of the summer holidays and, and what this allows us to do is really just tighten it up a bit. Uh, it means we can get the, the best players in. It sits really nicely against our new Future Tours program. Uh, so uh, what we'll see this year is after the Sydney test, we'll see a lot of the Australian test team out playing for their big bash clubs. And um, yeah, if anything, uh, there's just more opportunity for the fans to be able to, to, to get to games. As part of it, we're really excited about uh, Super Saturdays on, on, on Fox Cricket. Um, and then we've maintained a really strong proportion, 33 out of the 43 games on free-to-air. So overall, uh, I think a fantastic result for, for, for the fans and a fantastic result for the players. So there you go, Nick Hockley talking about the BBL. We're going to clear a break, and uh, hopefully on the other side of the break, Cam Green will be joining us here in the Sports Day studios. Of course, it is... All thanks to our friends at Kia. They sponsor Sports Day, the seven-seat Kia Sorento Large 
SUV. Live from Optus Stadium, the Perth Scorchers are batting first in this top of the table BBL clash against the Sydney Thunder. Gets underway at 6.15 this afternoon. 25 to 6, hopefully Cam Green, the star Australian all-rounder, joining us next here in the Toolkit Depot studio at Optus Stadium. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Company, Peter Vlahos here. I'll be joined at the top of the hour on the SEN network right around Australia and New Zealand. Brad Hogg and Mitch Marshall joined us in commentary for the BBL match between the Scorchers, who, by the way, won the bat flip and are batting against the Sydney Thunder. It's a top two. Now, joining me is our special guest, uh, the Boxing Day test hero. He's come in. He's right, his right uh, hand is heavily taped up. Cameron Green, thanks for joining us and thanks for spending a few moments with us. Yeah, no, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. The big question, the first question, the small fraction, the right index finger, how's it going? Uh, going well. Um, yeah, I think had successful surgery in Sydney and, um, yeah, the surgeon's really happy with, with how it went. So, um, yeah, I think he did... Tim Payne's um, obviously really successful surgery, mm -hmm. so um, no, it fills you with a lot of confidence. Because uh, you were geared up to maybe play a couple of games for the Scorchers. That's now done and dusted. There's no hope of you playing any cricket in the Orange, unfortunately, this season. Yeah, no, it's so disappointing. Um, I think that's probably the first thing I'd kind of look forward to. Um, obviously, after the, the test summer, coming back to Perth and, um, yeah, now I'll be missing a couple of years um, playing for the Perth Scorchers, so now it's disappointing. Because I've done a bit of homework. You've only played 13 matches for the Perth Scorchers, so not as if you played a lot of cricket in the BBL. Yeah, um, and I've only bowled two overs, so I only played one of those games as um, being able to bowl. So, no, it has been a really stop-start um, career in the Orange, um, but, yeah, hopefully there's a lot of good years ahead. It's interesting, Faf Duplessis did say, because this is his final game tonight, our South African uh, import, saying how much he's enjoyed it, even though he's got to fly back because the South African uh, T20 competition starts on the 10th of January in a few days' time. He wants to be invited here next year. Is that the reason for the success of this franchise, is that they get the right players in? I think so. Um, I think... Obviously, there's good players around our imports, but um, I think that's kind of what we look for. We look for um, great cricketers, but also great people. Um, and I think Faf's been around for a long time and everyone kind of respects him and knows how good a guy he is. He obviously captains an IPL team, so that kind of um, shows you how good of a bloke he is if he's able to do that. Um, so, nah, it's awesome to hear that um, he's enjoying his time in Orange. Um, but I think the boys are enjoying him even more than he's enjoying yeah. it. So, um, no, nah, it's great to have him around. And he's a great player to watch. Tell us about the Boxing Day experience. Well, yep. What a moment for you. Five for 27, a half century, um, and it all happened. We'll come back to the other event that only happened a few days earlier, but tell us about your experience of Boxing Day. Everyone's talked about it. You would have heard about it as a kid growing up playing for Subiaco Flory, and there you were, front and centre, taking your first five-wicket haul. Yeah, no, I think I was still pinching myself. I think um, that whole week was just crazy. Um, ups and downs everywhere, so... Um, yeah, obviously with a, a few ups that I'm going to remember for a long time. So, um, no, everyone kind of speaks about Boxing Day, but it's it's not until you're like a, a player listen to the national anthem when you kind of have a good look around, you're like, oh, wow, like this is really special. So, um, no, you can kind of see how, yeah, ex-cricketers have been about it for a long time. Is it what you expected and what you'd heard about? I think so. Um, 
but probably even more. I think you, you kind of hear about it, but it feels real when you're out there. So, um, no, obviously, really special couple of days and um, more importantly, got the win. It's interesting that you said prior to that test match that you're wondering why you're in the team because you weren't being used that much. Well, the value was there. It's a case of just making the most of your opportunity when you presented it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that kind of is a reflection of how well the team's playing. Um, I think I saw some ridiculous stat where our batters on average are averaging 55 and our bowlers are averaging 20. Um, mm. It kind of shows the, I don't know, the, the dominance maybe um, of the summer that we've had so far and um, hopefully that continues. Can I ask you also about where you're at at the moment with that injury now. Uh, we've got the big tour of India happening in February, but I've been told after that tour, you need to be rested because the IPL will start, won't it? Uh, and you've been told that you can only play as a batter for a while. Is that correct? No, it's not correct. It's not correct? No. Um, and I've heard about this for quite a while now. I think, I don't know where it's yeah. come from. We've kind of um, spoken to the selectors and stuff. And no, So you had heard that, that you could play in that test series, but then, because of the workload, you had to rest a bit. Yeah, no, I heard that. Um, but, yeah, no, I've heard that I'm 100% available for both skill sets in the IPL at the start. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too sure where that's kind of come from. But, um, no, obviously, my first priority is the test series that's beforehand, um, getting myself right for that first test. And, um, yeah, I think me and Starkey are maybe touch and go for that first one. Mm -hmm. um, but, obviously, we give ourselves the best chance. Okay, let's talk about the other one, the IPL, 3.15 million. Uh, you said you're still pinching yourself. You're nominated for the IPL draft. You wouldn't have had anything in your wildest expectations that you'd be secured for that amount of money. No, not at all. Um, I had a couple of conversations with a few teams that said they were pretty keen, um, but I think you just never really know. Um, you don't want to get your hopes up too much. So, um, yeah, obviously... It, it turned out really well, but um, I think at the same time, you want to go over there and perform and um, yeah, kind of repay the faith that they showed in you. So I'm, I'm excited to get over there. Cam, is it also reassuring that uh, you'll have Tim David there, West Australian boys, Jason Berendorf, Jai Richardson, also with the Mumbai Indians, which makes it yeah, a bit more homely? It's awesome. Um, I'm actually, yeah, it's a bit of a joke um, around my family. We're kind of speaking about um, the Mumbai Indians are actually feels a bit more like home than Australia. <laughs> There's more people from WA playing in the Mumbai Indians than um, in the Australian team. So, no, I think it's a, the ideal situation that I kind of hope for to be, obviously, in a really good team with great players around you and um, great captain, great coach and great franchise. But um, obviously having those four guys from WA is awesome. You're a pretty humble fella. You know, played all your cricket at Subi, Florida. I think you played your first grade debut at Subi, Florida as a 16-year-old. You said this money won't change you. So can I ask you, why won't it change Cam Green? And what sort of young 23-year-old are you? Yeah, um, I think just having the right people around you, I think, keeps you pretty, um, yeah, pretty, hum I don't know, humble in a way. I think, um, yeah, you've got the right people to drag you down if you get too ahead of yourself and... Um, but also the right people to bring you back up when, when you're going uh, not as great as you like. So um, I think that's kind of cricket. It's, uh, yeah, it's a game of failures. You're going to fail more um, than you succeed. So, um, yeah, as long as you have the right people around you to kind of bring you back up, it's probably, um, probably key. Did a few of your Australian teammates uh, have a bit of a joke of you? I think you were at one of the city hotels. Was it the Boxing Day Test match? And there was all these flash cars in front of the hotel, and they said that you can own one of those if you want. Yeah, it's a bit of a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, we stayed um, 
at a nice place um, right near the MCG and um, there's a couple of beautiful cars at the front <laughs> and um, yeah just in the um, just in the players yeah group chat they kind of said oh Greeny's bought a new car already um, and then a few were saying no that's his he's already bought his girlfriend that one this is his other one so um, no, it's good. Pretty I'll tell you what's interesting is that you're the same age. I've got children your age. And if they were in your position and they were offered $3.15 million in the IPL, I'd expect them to come to me and say, what do I do with this? How do I handle this? Because even at 23, it's really stars in your eye stuff, isn't it? So who's going to advise you and how you, you handle this next period with this money that's coming your way quite unexpectedly? Yeah, I think it's uh, probably the same people that I've kind of looked for uh, before then. I think, yeah, my dad is a, was in finance, my mum was in finance, so um, they're obviously two people that I can go to to ask their advice. They've obviously been through it um, themselves and, um, and yeah, you get put onto to nice accountants that kind of help you out, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not too sure. What about your thoughts on social media? I noticed that you've posted, or you get about, what is it, 130,000 followers on Instagram. Are you active on social media like a lot of other players are? Um, reasonably active. Uh, probably not as much as Davey or someone who yeah, put 10 stories up a day. But, <laughs> um, yeah, nah, do enjoy it. Have you been told and educated inside the Australian camp in relation to social media protocol and how to use it? Uh no, not really. I think they'd probably just catch you here and there if they put if you put in something that they probably don't recommend or um, yeah, it's probably a bit of a yeah um, reaction to someone in, instead of a prevention. Um, so now they kind of leave you to your own accord um, until you do something wrong, basically. I've seen photos of you with dogs, and I think it may be your partner, and uh, that you posted on Instagram. I, I gather you're a bit of a dog lover, are you? Yeah, for sure. Um, nah. Uh, my girlfriend's just got a beautiful new cavoodle, um, so uh, yeah, now we take her down to local dog beach, um, all the park, there's a couple of beautiful walks, so I think it's just awesome being back in Perth, I think there's always a silver lining to injuring yourself, I think with a year that we've all got ahead, um, yeah, having a few weeks at home is priceless, so um, yeah, obviously it's not ideal that you're missing games of cricket and you want to be out there playing, um, especially in front of this crowd, um, mm. yeah, looks awesome today, and um, but I think at the same time, it's also awesome just to be home around your friends and family and um, getting some downtime. It's interesting, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, of course, is another high-profile West Australian boy. And in his downtime, I know that he comes here during Christmas and New Year and gets with his schoolmates and they go down to Margaret River and nothing much has changed, even though, as we know, he's uh, done very well in Formula One. Uh, do you think you're a bit like that? You know, when you come home, you just want to gravitate towards your, your mates and, and just keep things fairly low-key? I think so. I think... Daniel Ricciardo's in a different different bracket, but... Um, well, you're both millionaires now. <laughs> yeah, so he's, um, yeah, he's obviously, um, yeah, probably some of those kind of recognise the same thing. I think um, he's good mates with Stoyne, and I'm sure they do exactly the same thing. They just love being back in WA, um, yeah, having a week off here and there, and just, yeah, just being around friends and family and, and people that can kind of, yeah, again, probably bring you back down to reality and... Um, and also, yeah, calm me down a bit. Yeah, both, I think, went to Marist, I think, the two boys. So, uh, Marcus Stoinis and Daniel Ricciardo. Just a couple of final questions. They've likened you to Andrew Flintoff. Now, you're probably too young to remember Andrew Flintoff, but he was an outstanding all-rounder. How do you handle comparisons and the hype? Because it's just going to get bigger and bigger for you. Are you ready for it? Um, yeah, I kind of guess you've, you've kind of got it the whole time you've been starting your career, I think, especially when you start 
as a 17-year-old, I think there's always um, comparisons get thrown out. But um, I think at the same time, it's kind of, yeah, not trying to read too much into it, um, just focusing as much as you can in your own cricket. And I think, yeah, if you look back in um, the history of cricket, everyone's kind of found their own way how to go about it. So, um, yeah, there's not much need really reading into those and, um, yeah, just focusing on what you do. So 2023, there is a lot of cricket. As we know, we've got an Ashes series away from home, which will be just so exciting. And, of course, the Indian series. So 2023 is big and you've got the IPL. Um, how are you preparing yourself for it? And what do you hope come this time next year that you can look back on 2023 and have achieved? Yeah, um, I think looking that far ahead is pretty tough. I think we've got so much cricket on. Um, obviously, a four-test tour to India, followed by IPL, followed by and five test series in the Ashes, um, followed by uh, a one-day series in South Africa before you head back to India for a World Cup there, and then our test summer starts. So there's just so much cricket on that. Um, yeah, you can't look too far ahead. And, um, yeah, obviously give myself 100%. Um, uh, yeah, give 100% of myself for each mm. of those games is probably the goal that I give. So before you go to India, final question, uh, what is your routine now? Here we are, what, January the 4th? Uh, the team probably leaves in about four weeks' time, is that correct? So what's your program in the next month? Yeah, so um, basically, with, yeah, with my hand, basically the, the rehab um, is having two weeks downtime, uh, two weeks to start running and just get the shoulder and back moving. So they, um, just to double-check, mm. they haven't frozen mm. over. Um, and then, yeah, probably the four-week mark, um, I will basically try and hold a ball and see how that works, hold a cricket bat, um, see how it feels. Um, at the moment, it feels really good, pain-free, so that gives you a bit of confidence in four weeks' time, it'll be all good. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we meet over in Sydney for Allen Border medal, then we leave the next day to go to India, so... Right. Um, yeah, quite a bit going on still. Fantastic. Sorry, one final question. You started as a bowling all-rounder and then you had those stress fractures as a young man and had to concentrate on batting. Do you distinguish between one and the other now or is it basically 50-50 when it comes to Cam Green, the all-rounder? Yeah, uh, I think it chops and changes. I think um, when I started playing for WA, I was just getting selected as a bowler. I wasn't good enough as a batter yet, so um, got myself into the team that way um, and then... Yeah, played well, and then I was probably, um, yeah, got myself into the Aussie team as a batter and not so much a bowler yet, but um, I think any way that kind of gets you on the team, you're pretty happy, and then you try and, um, yeah, give as much time for each skill set. And so, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be pretty even, I'd say. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're a fine young man. You're a great ambassador for WA in Australian sport. Uh, good luck. It's a minor hiccup, but in the end, uh, it's happened, and, and we wish you all the best of luck for India, England, the IPL, and uh, we hopefully uh, will see you again before not too long. Awesome. Thanks good so much, luck. Peter. Good Thanks luck. for having me. Cameron Green joining us here on uh, Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. Thanks for joining us uh, on the other side of our break. And there's Georgia Raven. Hello, Georgia. Lovely to see you. Who's a great operation. I know a dad can. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, we're going to come back with the, the big BBL clash. Brad Hogg and Mitch Marshall join us on the other side of this here on Sports Day. And I'll catch you tomorrow. Sports Day from 5.